Welcome to Home of the Brave. It's Friday, September 25th. I'm out south of St. Louis, a long way away from the river. At this point, it's the Mississippi River. I'm on the Illinois side in a state park. I came out, I'm out here a long way away from the river because Yesterday I was in St. Louis, and when I left, I was kind of confused about where to go and what to do. I was in St. Louis the same day the news came out that nobody was charged for the murder of Breonna Taylor. I was also driving around the city a lot, trying to talk to people in black neighborhoods, and I could feel that it was you know, not a good time to be driving around those neighborhoods. And it was hard to uh, talk to people. I would get out of the car and I could feel this wave of alarm go out, trying people would walk away from me. The neighborhoods were in shambles, buildings falling down, boarded up, falling down, windows broken. There are a lot of neighborhoods around St. Louis that are as poor and as run down and, you know, scary as any place I've seen in the country. It's driving through Dutchtown, south part of St. Louis, kind of going slow through an intersection. There are two women standing sort of in the street. And as I went by, one of them said to the other, he's going to get shot. So... I think she was just exaggerating, but I should not have uh, maybe even tried to talk to people there because the results were not good most of the time. This guy I talked to in O'Fallon Park, first he said he wanted to talk, but then pretty much everything I said upset him. I told him that I'd been driving through Trump country along the Missouri and talking to people made me worried that uh, they're dangerous because they're armed and they love Trump so much. It's like a fascist gang. And he said, what do you think's going to happen if Trump doesn't win? What do you think these guys are going to do? And I said, I didn't, I don't know what they're going to do. And when I said I didn't know, he got really upset because what I should have said, he told me, was that they're going to come and shoot black people. He was afraid the militias, the vigilantes, they were coming to the cities to shoot black people. Some of them showed up the night before in Louisville. In his mind, that was happening. It was already happening. And for me not to recognize that, for me not to see it, was just wrong. And so he, didn't, he told me he didn't believe anything I said from that point. And that was about two minutes into it. So he didn't want to talk to me because he wasn't going to trust me because he said he'd, I was lying to him. I am the man uh, from white privilege coming to their neighborhoods to talk to them about their problems and that's just uh, complete bullshit to them. So I went to Ferguson I went, and I found this park with a fishing pool. Um, it had a, like a playground, big playground for kids and a large pond for fishing, mainly catfish, 12-inch catfish. 
that people caught and took home to eat. And there was a guy there, 54 years old, from St. Louis, from the city, he said, meaning closer to down, downtown, from downtown. And he was nice enough to talk to me. And I asked him who he was going to vote for, and he said he didn't matter who he voted for, things weren't going to change. He was upset, uh, and he told me the reason why he was upset is that for black people living in the city, there's this everyday fact that if they get stopped by police, when they are stopped by police, because there are police around all the time, and they stop people all the time, when they're stopped by police, if they don't say the right things, if they don't behave in the right manner, they can end up being killed. They can end up getting shot. And he said, it's not like that for you. It's never been like that for you, for white people. So, I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about what he said. It's not like that for you. It's never been like that for you. And he's right. I uh, I couldn't do what I do my life. I couldn't do what I do if I was a black person. I wouldn't have been able to travel like I traveled. I wouldn't have been able to go the places I've gone in the ways that I've traveled. I wouldn't have gotten the jobs to begin with. I wouldn't have gotten the education to begin with. My whole life's been like a free ride in that sense. Free and lucky. Pretty much everything I've done in my life, professionally and otherwise, is a result of white privilege. I'm not ashamed of my work. I'm not ashamed of my life. But I am at least sorry that I've ignored the issue for so long, or I haven't chosen to address it or learn more about it. I've done very little in that regard. I was thinking yesterday, driving out of St. Louis, is I've spent more time in the Himalayas than I have in black neighborhoods in the United States. I don't understand the culture, and to me, the neighborhoods I was driving through in St. Louis yesterday are just as foreign as places I've been on the other side of the world. I feel just as much a foreigner. And so where am I? Who am I? What am I doing? I don't know. I'm just going to go back to the river. Right now I'm going to go back to the river and I'm just going to sit there and try to figure things out. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much for donating and supporting the show. More soon, I hope.